Welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason St. Clair. Now let's jump into the podcast. We're going to talk about DARPA. I've always heard about DARPA. I never knew exactly who DARPA was. But ever since starting this podcast and jumping into the different areas of everything, I would like to look into DARPA a little bit more. And what better place to look into DARPA than their website in their About Us section. So let's go ahead and roll to that. For 60 years, DARPA has held to a singular and enduring mission to make pivotal investments in breakthrough technologies for national security. The genesis of that mission and of DARPA itself dates to the launch of Sputnik in 1957 and a commitment by the United States that from that time forward, it would be the initiator and not the victim of strategic technology surprises. <clears throat> Working with innovators inside and outside the government, DARPA has repeatedly delivered on that mission, transforming revolutionary concepts and even seeming impossible impossibilities into capable practic uh, practical capabilities. The ultimate results have included not only game-changing military capabilities such as precise weapons and stealth technology, but also, but also such icons of modern civilian society such as the internet, automated voice recognition, language translation, and global positioning sh uh, system receivers small enough to embed in a myriad of consumer devices, your cell phone being one. DARPA explicitly reaches for transformational change instead of incremental advances. But it does not perform its engineering acclimate in isolation. It works with an innovative ecosystem that includes academic, corporate, and governmental partners with a constant focus on the nation's military services which work with DARPA to create strategic opportunities and novel tactical options. For decades, this vibrant and interlocking ecosystem of diverse collaborators have proven to be a nurturing environment for the intense creativity that DARPA has designed to cultivate. DARPA compromises approximately of 220 government employees and sex technical offices, including 100 program managers who together oversee about 250 research and development programs. DARPA goes to great lengths to identify, recruit, and support excellent program managers, extraordinary individuals who are at the top of their fields and who are hungry for the opportunity to push the limits of their disciplines. These leaders who are at the very heart of DARPA's history of success comes from academia, industry, and government agencies for limited stints, generally three to five years. That deadline fuels the signature DARPA urgency to achieve success in less time than might be considered reasonable in conventional setting. Program managers address challenges broadly spanning from the spectrum of deep science to systems capabilities, but ultimately they are driven by the desire to make a difference. They define their programs, set milestones, meet with their performers, and assiduously track progress, but they're also constantly probing for the next big thing in their field communicating with leaders in the scientific and engineering community to identify new challenges and potential solutions. Program managers report to DARPA's office directors and their deputies who are responsible for charting their offices, technical directions, hiring program managers, and overseeing ex program execution. The technical staff is also supported by experts in security, legal, contracting issues, finance, human resources, and communications. There are several people who make it possible for program managers to achieve big things during their relevant short tenures. At agency level, the DARPA director and 
and deputy director approve each new program and review ongoing programs while setting agency-wide priorities and ensuring a balanced investment portfolio. DARPA benefits greatly from special statutory hirings, authorities, and alternative contract vehicles that allows the agency to take quick advantage of opportunities to advance its mission. These legislative capabilities have helped DARPA continue its continue to execute execute excuse me its mission effectively. A little tongue twister there. So I wanted to jump into ten amazing DARPA inventions, how they were made, and how and what happened to them. All right. So number one. Probably the best known invention come out of DARPA is the internet. Indeed, if it weren't ARPANET, A-R-P-A-N-E-T, as the internet's ancestor was known, you wouldn't be reading this article right now. The seeds of ARPANET was shown was sown by J.C.R. Licklider, a psychiatrist and computer scientist, who in 1963 memoed to colleagues about ARPA, described the concept of intergalactic computer network, where many computers were networked together. While he acknowledged some of the limitations existing in program languages and technology create such a network. He managed to persuade fellow ARP scientists Ivan Sutherland and Bob Taylor the importance of developing the technology. In 1966, funded was secured to create a computer network three and a half years later. Arapanet truly came online. It wasn't until the creation of the World Wide Web at CERN in Geneva in 1990 by Tim Berners-Lee that the internet really started to explode from the world of research institutions and some businesses into a ubiquitous utility it is today. <clears throat> Number two, GPS. When you're punching a destination into a navigation app on your phone or a dedicated sat-nav system and following the directions, you probably don't give much thought about how it works, but the technology behind it has come a long way since it started a journey at ARPA. The idea of using a constellation of satellites for navigating and tracking stretches all the way back to 1940. But the GPS project proper was launched in 1973. For the first decade of existence, it was only available to the United States military. But when Korean Airlines flight was shot down in 1983 after accidentally straying into the aerospace of USSR, the technology was made freely available for civilian use. Today, it's still the most widely used satellite navigation system in the world. Although the EU's Galileo satellite system, which went live in 2016, hopes, for an, uh, hopes to offer an alternative. Number three, Big Dog, Boston Dynamics Robot. Even if you don't know its name, you most certainly see the videos of Big Dog, the quadruped robot created by Boston Dynamics. Throughout its history, DARPA has funded private enterprises and research technology with potential military applications, and this is unsettling. Headless creature in one such effort. Big Dog was designed to carry heavy loads for military ground units. Traveling on foot in its four-legged build gave it stability, enabling it to navigate even uneven terrain more easily. By all accounts, it was quite good at all these things, but it had one terminal flaw. It was too loud. As it moved around, which in combat situation would give the way the location to humans accompanying it. And so Big Dog has gone to live on a farm with all the other not-for-fit robots, military dog robots. Cyborg insects. If you thought a headless robot was strange, this research DARPA has done in insect sentinels is even weirder. In 06, it was looking for researchers who would help find a way to implant technologies into an insect body while in its pupa, thus turning into a cyborg. Successful entrants had to deliver the insect within 5, 5M of a target using either remote control or GPS, and the results are predictably horrifying and somewhat impractical. While it's unclear that DARPA ever learned anything from this uh, 
initiative and indeed one researcher told new scientists he didn't think cyber insects would ever come to a fully fledged surveillance and uh, instruments as uh, as it's impossible to create a power pack that will run the electronics for long enough time without it also being too heavy for the insect to move while wearing it some 13 years later another call was put out for involving insects this time the intention of creating conscious robots by mapping the creature's brains in a January 2009 in January 2019 the agency published a brief artificial intelligence exploration proposals involving insects explaining that their brains could solve the problem of how much energy it takes to train and increasingly complex AI systems it's all it also touched on the fact that these animals have subjective experiences and that researching this particular aspect of the insect brain could lead to capability of interference, uh, inference, prediction, generalization, and the abstract of problems in systematic or entirety, new ways in order to find solutions to compelling problems. GUI, graphical user interface and mouse. Moving away from DARPA's creepier creations and investigations has also become something we're all familiar with. The graphical user interface, or GUI, pronounced GUI and mouse, this technology is almost certainly much older than most people realize, having been created by Douglas Engelbart in 1960, who gave the first public demo of a technology in 1968. It was rather more basic than we thought of a computer interface now, but it laid out the foundations for the desktop metaphor we use on our computers today. Onion routing. Hmm. Even if you've never used the TOR browser, you've probably never heard of it. Often it's in the context of cybercrime, but the technology behind it, TOR, T -O -R, which stands for onion routing, came from DARPA. Research into onion routing, so named because every message sent is wrapped in layers of encryption, began in the 1990s as a U.S. Office of Naval Research with the objective of finding a way to secure U.S. intelligence communities online. In 1997, it attracted funding from DARPA specifically focused on the robustness of onion routing. Seven, human universal load carrier. The HUL carrier is an exoskeleton that helps soldiers carry, okay, up a load of 90Ks. I've seen this on YouTube. Shortened to HULC, pronounced Hulk. The invention debuted in public stage in 2009. It was licensed by Lockheed Martin. Unfortunately, however, the project has been deemed a failure. While it works technically, it was found to restrict the wearer's movement and in some cases actually increase the strain on muscles. 8. Siri. Yes, that's Siri. Apple's digital virtual assistant started life as a DARPA project in the early 2000s, known as C-A-L-O, Kahlo. Cognitive assistant that learns and organizes, but also a nod to Latin word for the soldier's servant. The name is no accident. As the research has spawned, it originally focused on providing better technologies to soldiers in fields via technology that could learn from experience, take instruction, explain what it's doing, and reflect on the on the experience it just had. <clears throat> so the Calo project lasted five years from 2003 to 2008. Various technologies spun out of it, including Siri, which was launched on the iOS App Store in February 2010 and acquired by Apple just two months later. Just over a year later, it was integrated into iPhone 4s and now it's a key part of Apple's devices. HARP, H-A-A-R-P, or High Frequency Active Oriole Research program gives to give its full name is a scientific research station and magnet for conspiracy theories. Located in Gakona, Gakona, Alaska, this project between the U.S. Air Force, U.S. Navy, DARPA, and University of Alaska Fairbanks invest high, investigates the highest, very highest layer of the Earth's atmosphere, the ionosphere. 
Work began on HARP back in 1993, although the current facility dates from 07. It uses high-frequency radio waves detected at the, directed at the ionosphere to glean insights both about the layer itself but also the effects it has on radio communications and how to mitigate them. It also looked into other atmospheric events, though like its creation of plasma trails, whoa, like the creation of plasma trails by lightning, and 10, sea shadow. In the 1980s, DARPA and the U.S. military hardware manufacturer Lockheed Martin be, uh, came together to develop an experimental stealth boat. DARPA was no stranger creating stealth vehicles, having funded the creation of several stealth planes, such as the B-2 Spirit Bomber and the F-117 Nighthawk fighter, which was also a collaboration with Lockheed. But this was the first attempt at creating a stealth boat that had, that had, uh, had been involved in. The result of the project with the CSAT, C Shadow IX-529, a twin-hulled sh ship that was described by Mercury News as looking like Darth Vader's personal yacht. It could hold a crew of 12, plus a microwave, fridge, and a table, and it was seaworthy enough in very rough seas. And while official re reports are hard to come by, it seems that it was able to avoid radar relatively well. <clears throat> I'm going to take a quick look at this. See, All right. But it was only ever an experiment, and such as the Sea Shadow had probably the most ignoble end of all inventions on our list. However, the U.S. Navy originally tried to sell it to the highest bidder in 06, only there were no bidders. Ultimately, a decision was taken to sell it for scrap. Instead, it was eventually purchased and dismantled in 2012. Okay. Yeah, it looks like Darth Vader's helmet. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Uh, okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason St. Clair. I appreciate everybody listening. Make sure to hit that follow, that subscribe button wherever you may be. I appreciate it. Your support keeps me motivated. Thank you and bye.